Hi, I'm Kurt Loder with MTV News. The film is The Blair Witch Project. Critics have called it one of the scariest films of all time. I was terrified. Oh, it, it scared me to death. It all starts out lighthearted as three documentary filmmakers armed with a 16-millimeter camera and a video camcorder head into the Black Hills Forest of Maryland to make a movie about a legendary witch. And they're never heard from again. There's no doubt about the box office success of the Blair Witch Project. What's not clear, though, is whether the Blair Witch legend is true. So now Blair Witch fans are not only flocking to the multiplex, they are flooding the little town of Burkittsville, Maryland. But let's talk about the film we saw last night, What's Found that? Footage Phenomenon. I'm a fan of the atmosphere that found footage creates. I thought it was a little long. It probably need, it, you probably could have, you know, the editor in you was probably editing as you were watching it, right? Because it probably could have lost 45 minutes, easily 45 minutes to keep it strong. Yeah. Oh. Um, here's, I'm a big mark for uh, YouTube video movie essays or, you know, video essays about films and stuff like that. I watch a lot of those and this is kind of in that vein. Yeah. I think it could have been shorter. It could have been in a half hour episode, maybe. I don't know. Not to dog it. I mean, it's great. It's no, awesome. No, no, yeah, this is, I would definitely like it. I, I would have liked, it reminded me, like, during the day, you know, we're big fans of Shudder here. During the day, they have some great long documentaries on there, and I think this may have played, this may play better on streaming than it does on the big screen. I 100% agree. Uh, it was cool. We had the director of Found Footage 3D in the house. Have you seen that, you said? No, I have not seen it. I was actually shocked when they were talking to the programmers there that it did not play in Austin, even though he was local. And I was like, really? That was really surprising that he said it did not play yeah. Fantastic Fest. But I, I, yeah, I, I knew people who worked on it and stuff. I remember every time there's a, a, a film in Austin, it's always a big deal. So like, yeah. well. but like, I, I never have seen it anywhere uh, available to watch. No. Yeah. Cause I think uh, Ben Affleck's coming to town. So. Hide your kids, and, hide, and hide your wife. Yeah, hide your kids, hide your wife. He's coming to town. So you're seeing all the uh, all the people were connected to the crew. Or they're crewing up, so they're getting ready for some Benefer, Benefer 2.0 here in ATX. So, but yeah, back to the movie. I dug it. Uh, what I did like is it actually gave you a little bit of homework of some found footage films to watch that I've never heard of. Right, and like I said, I want to see the... What was it, it called? The it, UFO the UFO abduction? Yeah, it was 1989. Yeah, 89. This guy was a big mark for like Scorsese and Spielberg. They all make their first feature before 25 and he was 24 and somebody got came into like 6,500 bucks and he got it. And it looked really cool. The aliens were like beatniks, kind of <laughs> like they were wearing like these like cool, you know, it looked like sprockets from SNL. They were wearing these like turtlenecks and the mask, but they made it seem like the aliens were kind of like really walking in. And, and I like that. You know, some of them are really bad, you know, like alien autopsy. It could be the so good it's bad. But then there's the ones that are so they're too good. That makes them bad that you'll never watch again, like cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. You know, because but which I did not know. So obviously they were they gimmicked the the people dying in the films, but the animal cruelty was real. So, right. Yeah. So this documentary kind of covered that, you know, and talking to the uh, the director in Italian. So. And if you if you watch it on Shutter, there's a warning before it, uh, a trigger warning. Oh, there is that uh, they they didn't want to censor the movie, but just so you know, uh, this was made a long time ago. They did cover pretty much everything from found footage, like going way back. Blair Witch was very prominent. They had one of the directors there. Uh, obviously, Paranormal Activity. Those are the two when you when you hear found footage. Those are the two you think of, right? I mean, in the modern era. 
Yeah. You remember how they were talking about the, the Blair Witch, uh, how the, the, the first cut was like super long? Oh, yeah. That's the one I saw. Oh, you saw the longer one. Yeah, I saw the longer one because I remember when I watched it again later, I just I remember parts of it missing. I can't recall what the scenes even were, but I just knew there was parts missing. You know, they just because they probably, you know, had to just shoot so much footage. You know, there had to be a ton of footage that just got left on the cutting room floor. Again, good documentary. I think it was a really good fit. They were from uh, they were from the UK. They could not make it out here. So they gave a little shout out there in the beginning. Again, they went back through the history and I, I feel like they covered it. It did feel like a few times they were going to the same talking head a few times too many. So it started to feel very redundant. Yeah, that's kind of, that was kind of my issue with it. That's why I think it should have been shorter was just that they, they had a limited amount of talking heads and they were cycling through them. So it felt a little bit like you got caught in the loop of the loop of talking you know yeah but i did like i i was really hoping you remember faces of death we talked about that on here once yeah. before yeah, yeah. i really thought they were going to kind of cover that because i was really curious if that was technically considered like a snuff film or if that was all gimmicked too i mean there was some stuff on there like the eating of the monkey brains on faces of death was that real some of it was gimmicked and some of it was real and they put them together they fashioned them into a movie and and, and they were just you know a mix I mean, that was the one that really stuck with me the most because we grew up at a time where you would sneak these movies that you were probably too young to watch, but you watched them anyway. And that was definitely one of them. And that stuck in my uh, head. I could that... never find it. I remember hearing about it as a kid, but I could never oh, find it. Oh, man. Anymore. Yeah, the band in 38 countries. Uh, I told you my brother, he was a he was a big mark for horror movies, except he would fast forward to the only the uh, the killing parts. And now that I'm thinking back, I was just like, should I call somebody about this? <laughs> <laughs> should I let them know that? I was just like, every, I mean, everything turned out right. But at the time, it's just like, but he also did it for like the fight scenes. Like he was a big mark for Bruce Lee. Any fight, he would just fast forward to the action scenes and any kind of like dialogue, he would just fast forward through. <laughs> um, the, the old slasher movies, they're built around the kills. So I can understand that. You just fast forward each kill to see what they do different and that kind of has started happening probably around friday 13th probably three that's when it started and then obviously nightmare on elm street the first one was like straight up like horror and we've talked about that before i think there's a lot of spirituality kind of embedded in there it's kind of like your focus determines your reality and like something if you give something power outside of you the more you believe it and if you don't believe it they don't have any power so i feel like that first one was trying to get a message but then after that it was kind of like welcome to prime time bitch <laughs> you know it's just like it was all about like freddie's like lines you know i'm your boyfriend now Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> but like that second one was secretly low key, like a queer empowerment movie. Yes. That's did you right. see that documentary on shutter about mm. all about that? How they No, I did not, but I've heard about it. And I think you told me about it and I didn't like growing up. I didn't know that. Like it didn't, it's not something that I like, I realized that they were trying to do, but now looking back, you're like, it was all about embedding a message in there. Yeah. So like the, the writer secretly, well, he didn't secretly, he just used used it as a metaphor for the story of something about, you know, coming out of the closet or hiding your sexuality or whatever. But the rub was the kid that they cast in it was in the closet. And oh, he, really? he got it. He got the, he understood what the script was saying. And at the same time, he's trying not to be outed. So he's, he's playing that part, but at the same time, not playing it well, I guess you could say. Cause I mean, what I remember about that movie is just, I, when I saw it, just like, it was bad. I just didn't think it was, it was one of the, 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 you know, the lower tier, uh, Nightmare on Elm Streets. Yeah, no, it does. Again, it it holds a different place in uh, people's history, film history, because of that. Uh, But yeah, and and at the time, you know, it was competing with other slashers. 
which, you know, kind of gave birth to this whole found footage because it led to some stuff being stale. But then what I found interesting is like a lot of those traditional movies, like the zombie, like George Romero, you know, Diary of the Dead was found footage shot. There was a rumor for the longest time that they were going to do a Friday the 13th with Jason as a found footage. I mean, that became like a gimmick of it, but that wouldn't have worked for something like with Freddy. But I didn't, but did it work for Diary of the Dead? I'm almost embarrassed to say that's one of the deads I didn't see. I didn't see Land and I didn't see Diary. Land, you absolutely have to see. It's on Peacock. You should watch it. Okay. There's this one, <laughs> there's just one scene that I, I always quoted in my head where like there's this one guy, because George Romero was always good about casting Hispanics in his movies, but like there's one dude and he's always just, he's like <laughs> someone's sort of trapped by the zombie and he's like, hey, why don't we do something? Yeah. <laughs> you should do something. You just got to watch it just for that guy. Just for that. <laughs> but anyway, Diary of the Dead, I think um, he tried to do found footage because it was hot. Right. And I don't think he really got it. Well, I think he got it, but I, I don't think he just had the, the chops to do a film in that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think you have to be from the generation of when reality sh reality TV kind of took off. And yeah, I guess you brain. can see that, right? Yeah, just like he, he, I mean, he was obviously, he was a gritty filmmaker, but a different type of grit. Like I said, he was a corporate video hero. He got He came from doing industrials and commercials and like things like that. And he used that experience to make a film. So that's why his films are kind of, they feel grittier because he just has a realistic style. Right. Yeah, he always did have, like, you feel a little bit sweaty, like, watching that. And I, and it kind of, like, you have to have a very specific, like you said, eye and budget. Like, because they were, you know, obviously they talked about Cloverfield, you know, and that was shot found footage style. But obviously that was a big budget. And it was just, like, kind of like the gimmick Versus just like you didn't feel like there was going to be a big grasshopper running around in New York. And what was the found footage one? I meant to ask you this yesterday. He was the director and he, and he ended up directing Fantastic Four. And it was the three superhero found footage, the three high school kids. Oh, Chronicle. Chronicle, yeah. I'm surprised they didn't bring that one up because I feel like that was the first time they're like, okay, we're going to do found footage, but we're not going to do it horror based. Yeah, that's actually a really good example. And it's a good movie. And and they come up with a gimmick to, you know how they were talking in the movie in the documentary about how you have to make the camera make sense. Right. Like, so the guy when the guys get superpowers, they're able to just elevate the camera and it can just follow them. And it was following them. So yeah. they can do it do do those sort of like uh I remember shots. really digging it. Like I I mean I remember liking Chronicle a lot and they there was rumors of I know they did a comic book, they talked about a sequel and that actually what got him the Fantastic Four that was the Fantastic Flop for some reason. But there's another cut of that movie somewhere. Of that, Chronicle uh, or Fantastic Four? Of Fantastic Four. Four, man. Oh wow, no. Like there's so much in the original trailer that's not in the movie and uh it got it got recut to hell oh it definitely did because you felt it about halfway through something happened like you couldn't put your finger on it like if you, even if you weren't in the film business you knew like you're watching is like something changed yeah it sort <laughs> of like descends it. and like the the final that whole end scene feels like they shot it in a warehouse somewhere definitely felt that so i don't know what do you think is going to be next for found footage uh i i, I did not see hosts that is on shutter i gotta watch that uh, I don't think this is going to be a genre that's ever going to go away, right? Yeah, um, I don't think so. I think it's just been accepted as a form, and it'll always exist. I think it'll come and go like other trends. But I think right now we're in we're in host world. We're in unfriended world. We're, we're, yeah. we're the found footage is not found anymore. It's like live footage. So, and there's a whole genre of films now that take place just on computer screens. 
Yeah, yeah, that was uh, the unfriended, which was really good. The unfriended, I saw. That Did was you really... see that movie called Missing? No. And it's got John Cho in it. It's really good. And uh, basically, he plays a dad looking for his daughter who's missing, and he's going through her computer and getting into her Facebook and chatting with folks and video chatting with folks and just trying to figure out where she's at. And it's it's really well done. I, I feel like the, uh, the the found footage phenomenon is very fear-based. So I guess you do see a lot of horror movies that... Based, but there was a comedy found footage one, right? Where the house kind of got wrecked. What was that one called? What is it now? Remember? I gotta gotta look it up. There's a, there's a found footage film where the, they basically... It was like a all-night-long party. Check that I mean, out. I would be surprised. There's probably been a lot of them that we haven't even uh, seen or heard of. Yeah, it came out around the same time as Chronicle. It was coming off the hot off the heels of uh, Paranormal Activity. Because I, like I was saying, everything was, seemed like it was based on fear. And this was the first... Like Chronicle was like... Even though Chronicle was a superhero, it was very gritty and it had some gritty stuff. But this one was the first one was just like basically from the perspective of like the parents went out of town and we're going to throw the biggest party of the year. And it was found footage style. I never saw that one. I don't know. Or we got to look it up. It is called Project X. Project X. And it came okay. out mm -hmm. in... Wait, that's about Matthew Broderick where he teaches the monkey to fly a plane. <laughs> no, not... <laughs> yeah, I think they barred that title. Yeah, Project X. So it was actually... I did see this and it was really good. The question started to become of not is found footage going away is uh, what's going to be next with that? Snapchat movies. Snapchat Social movie, media movies. Social media movies. Um, I mean, look, people... We said it when we were talking to the filmmaker, right? That with the director up there is just like... Reality is already blending. I mean... Twitter, how much of Twitter is real? How much on, on Instagram, just people just show you what they want to show you, not you know what's real. So it's very easy to manipulate reality. I think deep fakes could be a horror movie. Deep fakes is going to be a deep fakes is already a horror movie. If you've seen some of the deep fakes that are going around, that's they're pretty terrifying. We're only on the cusp of that. And it's already there's some people have done strange things with it already. Yeah. And I see folks using it in YouTube videos sometimes. And it confuses me like. Literally, I don't know how to explain it, but they did an intentional deep fake in their video to replace a piece of footage that they shot later. Oh, wow. It was weird. Yeah, that is very strange. But I'm a fan of, of the genre. And, and if somebody's make, using something that's found footage, that means they don't have a budget. And that means they're going to have to be creative. And sometimes when they're going to be creative, you're going to make magic. You're going to have that Jaws moment of like, shit, we can't show the shark. So you're going to have to create the intensity with yellow barrels and music and, and then it works. So I'm, I'm a fan of the uh, genre because if it's going to do that. I don't know if you want to ask Luchalati what her favorite found footage film is. Oh I know we got... <laughs> Blair Witch. Blair Witch is a classic. Yes. I do want... There's I, one that... Um, there's one... I don't... This wouldn't be a found footage, actually. But I feel like it's, it's part of that genre. It's called uh, The Contenders or something like that. Have you heard of this? No. Uh-uh. So it's basically the Battle Royale or Hunger Games, but it's done as a reality show. And the whole film is like three episodes of the show. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no, I have not heard of that. I, that if I can find the trailer brilliant. later, I'll show it to you. It was just like one of those movies that kind of came and went in the video era. But I remember I had a copy, and it was, like, awesome. And, like, the lead character is the woman who was uh, in the pit in Buffalo Bill's uh, Oh, really? In Science of the Lambs, yeah. <laughs> I did not know that here. It's called Series 7, The Contenders, I believe. That's what it's called. Really? Go look it up. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're marked here for... Uh, 
uh, Black Mirror, and that kind of gets into that blending of fantasy and reality mixing, you know, using technology as a tool. But think about this way. I mean, reality is so trippy right now. I know to quote, uh, what's his name, from, you know, Chainsaw from uh, summer school, reality is a trip, you know, when you try to go sober. Because think about, you can't really have a sitcom anymore because it has to be a reality show. And then they just get these really extreme characters that are real human beings. And then they just amp it up. It's like they took professional wrestling and put it into a sitcom. And then you got reality TV. Everything yeah. is professional wrestling now. Right, yeah, no. I stick to that. Yes. But I know you're right. And like, there is there, like they had the Emmys the other night. And so, like, uh, no shows from, like, regular TV won any awards. No, yeah. Those. So it's like that whole form is going away. And then, like, when they do sitcoms on Netflix, they're just kind of throwbacks. Yeah, exactly. Or they're remakes. And then even, you know, the shows like the Travel Channel, right? It's just like I, I mark out for Zach Bagans just like anyone else. But that's basically found footage TV, right? That he's just going into these houses and he's just, except it's not found footage. He's actually shooting it on. He has an excuse in the narrative to shoot that. And he's got his ghost finders and he does the rewind and he do, he uses all the technology to his advantage on that. So it's going to, yeah, it's definitely becoming the subgenre of the subgenre and they're all kind of bleeding together. Yeah. Somewhere in, in space and time, I am credited producer on a, something called bikini ghost squad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that has to exist. There is no, there's no justice in the multiverse if that does not exist. You know, there are a lot of naysayers who, who, who come and say nay. But then there is a lot of supporters who come to my town and they come up to me. You know what they do? They run right up. They stop. Hey, Selena. They come over to me and they hug me and they say, I, dude, I know it's real. And they squeeze me and I squeeze them back and I say, I know it's real too, man. And we have a bond, you know, we have a connection, you know? 